the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' God! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna get a PP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Too bad I'm with you. I can't wait to shit my pants. I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Johnny Weather, live and on the air with my brother Bradley Weather, and of course, Captain Unicorn is in the house with us tonight. We're going to get this show started quick, so let's just run it through. We are three protein-consuming males chilling out on the psychiatrist's long chair, talking about America's problems, and trying to write some holistic, common-sense prescriptions to make a healthier America. Now, my brother Brad, let's start out with, how are you, bro? I'm doing great. How about you? I am good. I am good. How about you, Captain? How's Unicorn Land, Unicorn? It's going great. Going great. Going great. So the sun's killing us, man. Come on now. It's turning me red, so I'm going to become a, a red unicorn instead of a white unicorn. Well, what I got for us here is, can you name this person? I have a little bit of trouble understanding what they're saying. At the end, let's see who this is. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. Now, Johnny, you're our resident uh, person that uh, can uh, decipher this person. Who is it? That's uh, Joe Biden again. And, you and, know, and honestly, what is he saying? Well, he was saying that, you know, if, you, if COVID's been around for 100 years. I mean, everybody knows that. COVID. I was like going to tell you if you just if you disguised his voice with one of those voice changer things, I'd still have nailed that one. (laughs) (laughs) What is he saying about 100 years? Uh, Let's hear that one more time. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, look, it's taken more than 100 years. What is that? (laughs) I don't even know what 100 year is. I mean. (laughs) Was that like a hundred years after Christ? I'm, I'm, which calendar are we working on here? I, I don't know, but if you look at the video, he's looking at the teleprompter. So he's trying to read something and it ain't going well for him. <laughs> you know what? Joe Biden needs to check himself into a hospital. Maybe jump off a cliff. It is. Anybody will do it. Oh, man. That guy is so funny. I just love playing his videos. So, uh, Unicorn. Do you have electric vehicles in Unicorn Land? No, not yet. Maybe I guys get around. You just fly. Yeah, we're unicorns. What do you expect? We can teleport and fly. Come on now. So, Johnny, when you uh, when you buy a Dodge Ram, are you gonna buy an electric Dodge Ram ever? Uh, you know, I'm probably uh, honestly, I'm probably gonna try to skip the uh, the electric and go straight to hydro when it rolls out. I think okay. the electro is. I think electro, and this is the way I try to describe it to friends. I feel like electro is like the um, is almost like the laser disc to a CD. Like everybody had VHS, which is like a gasoline powered vehicle, and then they came out with this really cool thing called the laser disc, which was like really cool. But only the rich people really had it. And then all of a sudden they came out with the CD, and everybody could have it. I think the CD is more like the the hydro type thing. Um, and I'm gonna wait for that. Mr. Fluger from Texas is. Uh in a committee and he's asking this guy the question that you and i and unicorn have been asking america and our listening audience for a long long time is it's one thing to say you have to have an electric vehicle by 2030 or 2035 but how are you going to charge that vehicle or 
even how you're going to cool or heat your home. And uh, this is the topic that they go through when they're talking about it here in the subcommittee. Have a listen. How much electricity does the United States demand each year? I don't know that number off the top of my head. Okay, it's four terawatts annually. Mm -hmm. So the Secretary of Energy didn't know it. The EPA doesn't know it. FERC probably doesn't know it. Who else doesn't know it in this country? And we're mandating electric vehicles. You, what, what's the percentage increase in electricity demand if we get to the 2030 and 2035 <laughs> mandates that your agency is pushing for and the administration is pushing for? What is the percentage increase that we will need? Uh, Four-tenths of a percent in 2030 and 4% in 2050. Okay, so the Secretary of Energy sat right there two weeks ago and she said it's going to double our electricity demand. And you're giving me a much more accurate or at least specific answer. You guys have no idea how much demand is going to be there. Where is that electricity going to come from? Well, first of all, we did analyze the demand that, 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 that the implementation of these proposals. EPA analyzed it? or Yes, department? we did. We okay. analyzed it as part of our. Where is the electricity going to come from? Analysis. Uh, it come from uh, a diverse grid. It's 110 degrees in my hometown today. The wind is not blowing, the sun is shining, and after four hours of darkness, there will be no batteries on this planet that can produce a reliable source of baseload dispatchable power. We have no plan for this. What amazes me is how do these guys come to a subcommittee and not know the answer to the questions that these guys are asking. Should these senators or um, congressmen, should they start sending the questions to them so they can prepare for them before they, but I, I guess that's giving away what you're going to be asking. But this guy came up with four tenths and 4% more than what we're giving right now. But if you remember from one of our videos before, one of our podcasts previously, the state of California was asking people to not charge their vehicles overnight because the system was overloaded. That sounds like a lot more than four tenths or 4%. Well, that was basically the question I was going to ask is if you're going to wipe out all the vehicles in the U.S. from gas to electric, and California is having blackouts because of their very minuscule number of electric vehicles currently being used. I'm not sure how they get to a four-tenths increase in the amount of power being consumed. But even so, clearly our grid can't handle it. And as this gentleman was pointing out, this senator, it's obvious that our politicians who write this legislation and ram it through committees and ram it down the throats of America really have no idea what they're doing to us from an electrical standpoint. I'll be interested in seeing when they backtrack these legislative bills uh, quickly when cities start being blacked out. Well, I, for one, say, you know what? If this is what the government wants to push on us, then you know what? Let us all, let them all suffer because guess who's they're all going to suffer together in the grid. And these, these piece of craps know our grid can't even handle it right now. Well, we're going to go to solar and wind. Okay, well, good luck with that. Yeah, let, let's see. Let's see an ugly windmill going in your back that maybe can produce maybe two megawatts of power on a good day. Yeah, okay, whatever. You know what? Just tell these politicians to, to Pound take... sand and unicorn land. Yeah. Tell them that. Maybe, I mean, okay, or go the other way, right? I mean, okay, build nuke plants. I mean, if you want to do the whole electric thing, I don't personally care. But I do care if you have enough for everybody to consume because we are a consuming nation. So unless we're planning on going back to horse and buggy, I think you better start building some power plants to make this stuff 
get enough power into the grid so people can suck it up every night to put it in their car. Well, that's a lot of reason, but we all know our government ain't logical. Well, I mean, and they also think that driving is a privilege, right? If it's if it's a privilege, then I guess I shouldn't even say if it is a privilege. It's not a privilege. In today's age, to get around to a job, you have to have a vehicle or you have to be on a bus line or a, a rail line. It's not really truly a privilege. It's a requirement in order to provide for your family since there are so many people on this on this earth right now. And so it it, it befuddles me how that one person thinks that it's going to double the amount of electricity we need and the other person says it's going to be 4% of 4 terawatt. If you don't have any idea, how can you push forward in a, a legislation like this in a mandate? Well, well when you have 435 electors or 430 was 435 or 438 whatever the number is, I'm really 435, yep. 435 when you have 435 electors and 10 of them make a decision in a subcommittee then they bring it to the house floor for a vote and everybody votes one way or the other on it nobody really knows what's going on most of those people have no idea what they're voting on whether it's good whether it's bad they're taking it from the can you know from the talking can and everybody's communicating okay this is good this is good for us this is good this is good and then they do it nobody really does their homework omnibus bill is a prime example of that the only people that do their homework are left-wing, hardcore left-wing people that, you know, want all the climate change stuff in there and hardcore right-wing groups that don't want the stuff in there. And that's basically what we hear about in the news is, oh, the bill's got this and the bill's got that and we don't like that or we like that. But when it comes to people voting on it, 435 electors, what do you got, 10, 12 in a subcommittee that make the decision? Bada bing, bada boom, we're down there at the end of the pipeline and people are voting yes, 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 and we're spending billions and trillions of dollars again. So it's no different. <laughs> It's no different. Good on that, man. True enough there. I mean, it's the same concept. We always put people in charge to make these decisions, and then we expect everybody to vote on them. I mean, at least that's why, like, school board things, you know, you got a small group of people controlling the whole thing. Those decisions have to be made by those people, and they better be well-educated on them before they make a decision, or public black backlash may be severe. All right, so I got a multiple-choice question for you guys. Is America a... A communist society, B, a socialist society, C, a representative republic, or is it D, a corporation? Well, I think it's a trick question, but I'll let Unicorn go first, and then I'll well, let the trick question. Hold your, hold your answer. Let's listen to this video, and let's see. U.S. citizens believe that the United States is a country, and that the president is the most powerful man on earth. The United States is not a country. It is a corporation, and the president is president of the corporation of the United States. He and his elected officials work for the corporation, not for the American people. Since the United States is a corporation, who owns the corporation of the United States? Like Canada and Australia, whose leaders are prime ministers of the Queen, and whose land is called Crown Land, the United States is just another crown colony. Crown colonies are controlled by the empire of three city-states. At the center of each city-state is a towering, phallic-shaped stone monument called an obelisk that points skyward. In D.C. city-state, the obelisk, known as the Washington Monument, was dedicated to Freemason George Washington by the Freemason Grand Lodge of the District of Columbia. So A, B, C, or D, communist, socialist, a representative republic, or is it a corporation? 
Well, you know, we first started off as a representative uh, republic, but I think we've morphed into a corporation because right now it doesn't matter which side the people vote for, who they vote for, what party they vote for. They all work for the same people. They don't work for us. They work for their own interests. The people don't have a say in this country anymore. The people have been forgotten. And the people well, are nobodies. We're just little worker bees with a little number. There it is. Now you hit the hammer on the nail. You are a worker bee. That is your job. That is what you were born here to do. Again, I say this. I know we've had the debate over we're, are we slaves or not? And people laugh. And I say, well, you're born into it in this country. Because when you're born into America, you get that thing called a social security number. And what these people are talking about is, is because you have a social security number, that's when they actually changed the United States of America uh, as it was written on the Constitution to the United States of America, a corporation, because that was the only way that they could legally give you a Social Security number and then tax you for your wages. So, yes, we are a corporation. We were a designed representative republic. And then the Social Security, I believe it was the Social Security Act that changed all of that. If you don't think we're not a corporation, look at this. We wake up every morning at the same time. Jump in the shower, get our clothes on jump in our car, drive 30 minutes to an hour to a place where most of us don't want to go. We don't want to go to work. We work there for four hours, take a 30-minute lunch break. Oh, you can't be late. Can't be late back your lunch break. Then you work for the other four hours. We go home, drive three hours in traffic, get home, and do the same thing over and over and over each day. That's not Well, you freedom. have an option, though, Unicorn. I mean, you have an option, right? You could start your own business. Then you could sell your own product or you could do your own thing and be your own boss and go to work when you want to or when you don't want to. So if you don't have your own business or you have nothing to trade, then you have to work for someone else. And if you work for someone else in the United States, you have to work five days, sometimes seven days a week. Now, if you're over in Europe and you're in France and they only work four days a week, it's a little bit different story. But you were fortunate enough to be born here in the U.S. So I'm not sure where you're going with it because you have the greatest opportunity in the world and and you chose to get into an industry that you have to work for someone else. Okay, you want to start your own business? Let's go down this route. All right, if you make if you make too much money, what happens to you? What happens to the rich in this country? They're villainized. They're they buy more things and they well, own more things. Facts, they get loopholes because Congress has rules and they'll bypass the loopholes. And you know what? Pretty much yeah. So no, it's right. a concept. This country is nothing more no. than a corporation. You're just a piece of work working this cog in the system of the government. Prime example. Oh, you're, you're just Lindbergh. jealous is what you're saying. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 example, yeah. he's right. Because, I mean, if you look at people no. like a Sam Bankman Freed, here's a guy that ripped people off for $30 billion. But, yeah, guess what? He's probably not going to face any jail time. Why? Because of who the people he paid, who he took care of. Now those people are going to take care of him. We live in a very two-tiered system. If you make more money and you get to ultra wealthy, you're pretty much, and you're on the left-hand side or you keep quiet, you're going to make a way like a bandit with tax exemptions and deductions and all kinds of loopholes that the rich take advantage of, like things like riding off their yacht because they bring people out on it. I mean, it's totally a pleasure toy, but if I have a business lunch, I'm writing it off now. It's a business item. So it's just, there's certain expenditures and it's not that I disagree with them. But they do have an advantage once you start making quite a bit of money in this nation. I will tell you, though, I will tell you, Captain, I read an article today, though. Norway has actually seen the biggest decrease of billionaires and uh, of billionaires and millionaires out of their country ever because they're doing that 
tax the rich plan that the Democrats keep wanting to or keep talking about doing, I should say. Well, what, what's the what's the alternative, guys? Oh no, I'm with you. I'm all about I'm all about having businesses. I'm I'm a business owner. I believe in that freedom. If you we've, make it work, great. Or stay low under the radar. We've grown as a society. In the olden days, you either were wealthy or you worked for someone that was wealthy. We've gone through this before. And <laughs> the only way that you could make it was is if you had a product or you came up with an idea, and that's if you could find a bank to lend you the money. Otherwise, somebody wealthy would you know, lend you the money and then they would steal it from you. The America came up with the idea of giving you the opportunity to create a product and sell it. Now, if you've chosen not to go that route, then you're subject to working for someone else on their terms. 30 years ago, but not today, not with this new social uh, SEGs credit score they're going to give you. If you don't follow the rules, you're not going to get any loans or deny you everything. And maybe it used to be that way. It's not that way anymore. Yeah, I tried to do that entrepreneur thing where I had one of those web pages with, you know, sexy photos of me. Apparently, people didn't think I looked really all that, apparently, because I didn't get much money. Actually, I'm just messing with you. I didn't. I'm just saying there's there's a lot of ways of being an entrepreneur in America, and I fully support it. I I will tell you, I am 100 percent on my brother Brad's side on this. I think that I think that single thing right there is what really defines us as a nation that ability to plow the dirt the ability to 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 be a machinist and then one day figure out how to make the machine better build it yourself and become your own self-made man or woman or it uh but that's kind of the you know that i'm with you i'm with you on it because that's that's what makes america great is to be able to do that and if you want to be a a, a you know a guy or a gal who owns their own business or an it that owns their own business and they want to uh you know, work a little bit and make good money and not work a lot and just cruise by, they can do that too. That's that's the beauty of, of entrepreneurship. Yeah, it is. But then you got the government that tells you what you can and cannot do with your business. If you deny people services, you get fined. You, you know, it's red tape you got to go through. The government gets involved in too many shit, too many stuff, and it makes it unappealing for people who want to start one because the government, you have to do these, all these regulations. You have to follow all these tapes. So you know what the solution is? Get the government that out of our way and let us grow the government is their problem they're the ones causing this mess and we do more editing yeah (laughs) i was gonna say kill whitey right is that next kill whitey it's coming (laughs) here here. good lord he's all the government kill whitey It's becoming two guys. I mean, come on now. Just you get to the- edit all this out, Brad. Oh, no, my here God. Here we go. In three, two. Yeah. I totally understand a unicorn and your frustration. I get it. And there is government regulation in just about everything, and I dig it. But uh, it's part of being a business. American government does try to look out for the for the individual consumer, supposedly. Don't look out for you if you vote Democrat. If you're Republican, they don't give a rat's ass about you. Wow. You all right. Know the well. Cards. I don't know that I could take any much more of that. Um, yeah, next so, clip, please. John John Durham was uh, supposed to do an investigation and figure out, did uh, Trump really pee on some prostitutes? And uh, did he try to subvert this country Lord. and all that? And here's a little bit, just a little bit of uh, some of that interview that he had with the, the subcommittee. Let's have a listen. Mr. Jordan referenced the Clinton plan intelligence. Uh, exactly what was the Clinton plan? Um, 
based on declassified documents that in the, in the public record. There was intelligence information that um, was received uh, at virtually the same time that the information came from, um, from the Australians, I mean, within a day or two. Uh, that intelligence in, included information that there was a, a purported plan um, designed by um, one of Mrs. Clinton's foreign policy advisors uh, to create a scandal tying Donald Trump uh, to the Russians. That's the essence of the uh, intelligence as contained in the uh, declassified uh, information. Did the president receive this intelligence? Um, on August 3rd of 2016, uh, then Director Brennan had uh, briefed the President, Vice President, um, Director of National Intelligence, the FBI, the Attorney General, and others. When you say the FBI, you mean Mr. Comey? Um, he had, on August 3rd, it was um, conducted at the White House, so it was Director Comey himself. So Mr. Comey knew about this, President Obama knew about this, Vice President Biden knew about this. So this, uh, this is going to fire up uh, Unicorn, I'm sure, uh, but this is uh, a clear case of where our government fails us, correct? Who's going to enforce it? Who's going to go after these people? That's really the problem, isn't it? It's more grandstanding. I mean, no one's going to do anything about it. They're just going to let it go because that's what they do. I so mean, how do we, the people, how do we get this changed? Because we don't appoint people into the FBI. We don't appoint people into the CIA. We don't do all that kind of stuff. They're hired. But I'm going to take from Johnny's here. We blow the whole system up and start over again. Get rid of the whole yeah. system. Dismantle the FBI. Destroy the CIA. Destroy it all. Everything gets destroyed. Revamp well, everything. Rebuild it a different up. Word. What you mean is you want to close or stop the current functions that they're the doing. What Donald people. Trump should have done when he became president was fired Every single person in the CIA, every single person in the FBI, fire everybody. You're all fired. Well, fire you know, them. Hire new people. Loyalists. Good impression of Trump there. Oh, yeah, it was you a practice, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a good, good impression for Trump there. You don't have to fire these people. I mean, this is this is where I point out everybody knows when Johnny talks about the Republicans and beats up on them, I always have a valid point, and I got to beat up on them right now. Who's the majority again in Congress? Just help me there. Republicans. The, the Republicans, that's right. They're the majority. So if you don't want the FBI and the CIA, what do you do? Well, you defund them. If you don't want public schools run the way you do, you defund them. Now, public schools, you'll run into a problem in the Constitution. But when it comes to the FBI and the CIA, you won't. You just defund them. You just make sure that when you push forward a budget bill, you don't put any money in there for them. And it gives them the fair warning that, hey, you're about to lose your job because there's no funding for you. So unless you can raise the funds on your own somehow, you're out. At least they get a nice fair warning that they're going to be out of a job and start looking elsewhere. I mean, so you guys, are, you guys are on the side of Ilhan Omar and uh, Jacob Fry then. You want to defund the police is basically what you're saying. Uh, no, 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 no. These aren't the police. Or, I'm sorry. The FBI what? is. They're the federal when, police. When, 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 name the last one. Go ahead. What do you mean? Name the last bad guy they got. I would have to. I would have to look that up. I, I don't follow them like that. I see what I mean, but I can name some instances. Waco, Texas rings a bell. The Bundy Ranch rings a bell. Long time ago. Long time of, ago. Uh, okay. How about this investigation right here? 
How about this one right here? How about the fact that they know that Hillary Clinton tried to fix an election? Well, he's not how come they of, know that he's they, not part Hillary of the FBI. John, okay. John Durham is a special investigator, right? Correct. But but yeah. the FBI did these bad things. James Comey tipped off the president. The a couple president, people. Yeah. A couple of very important people and tipped them off. And then they still pursued it. I mean, how do we how do we continue to fund something that is literally working against the will of the people? Well, I think that's, that's where we that's need the, the over the oversight I, committee needs to change them, right? We no, there's oversight. no oversight committee. They're bought and paid for too. Because if the oversight committee was doing their damn job, they would have found this stuff easily. But if the FBI is <laughs> hiding things and doing all that, you've got to defund them. Exactly, Johnny's right. You know, these people need to learn that they're overstepping their boundaries. The FBI was created to spy on the American people. It was Correct. to American people. That's why they're creating. That's why was it Hoover. Yeah, Hoover, I think, did, yep, did that. Hoover. They traded yep. for one sole reason, to monitor Americans. And that's what they do. The well, FBI, that's, not, they do. that's not true, is it? FBI well, no, it is. They no, the, the FBI was created because people were robbing banks across state lines. And sure. they needed they needed a group of people to go after them. Uh-huh. Just yep. like 11 terrorists took down 9-11 and then the Patriot Act was created, which was a massive infringement on basically everybody's rights in America. Well, that's a law, right? Whatever that's legislation. you guys want to use to pacify yourself with is fine with me. Uh, for people like me, I see the truth behind it. This is the, the FBI was absolutely created to go against Americans, especially during the Red Scare days where, you know, people were communist. Everybody was a communist. Um, it was just, it, look. The FBI has a serious track record from day one to all the way to the now of being a very dishonest organization that spies on the American people. I think we just did an article. What'd you say? 278,000 um, errors on spying on American citizens. Where are we the words yep. on it? Yep, Where are the words? Yep. So the Waco, Texas, the Bundy Ranch, there's so many incidents where the FBI has been involved. Now, listen, the 10th Amendment has states' rights, just like with abortion. It should be utilized that way. Then we can get back to being a republic. The gangsters from Chicago used to come up to St. Paul and used to hide out in the caves. And they did that because they crossed two state lines. They, it's famous for Al Capone to go into Wisconsin and go to a place where there was a cabin on an island. He had an escape route and he, he was warned when they were getting close to the, to the lake and he could take off and go in the opposite direction. So you need resources for that to track down people that are doing very bad things like the ms-13 i mean you you want the fbi to go after them right i think uh fbi 10 most wanted fugitive jose rodolfo villarreal hernandez also known as el gato was arrested on january 7th of 2023 so there you go fbi FBI coordinated that with the mexican authorities and um, they caught someone that uh that has done a lot of things across state lines. I, I think I don't think the answer is to take a page from the Democrats and defund the police or FBI. Well, we're not. Uh, the- we're adding to the police. And and just real quick, taking a page from what you just said, if the FBI can work with the state to get something done, why can't the other state work with the state to get it done? Because they don't have jury. So the reason that everybody keeps saying that Trump's lawsuit was not uh, legitimate is because the, the the people that were doing the the lawsuits or presenting them in court, they didn't have the standing. They weren't harmed. It had to be Trump doing it, you know, that kind of a thing. It's the same thing here. The, uh, Illinois does not have the right in, in standing to go and 
and uh, try and get somebody in another state without working with that other state. Well, and so if I'm you've saying, got, and if you've, but if you've got a federal uh, police that can control all that or investigate those people that go across state lines, then they can just take care of the people that are inside their states. But I, I but what I was trying to say is that if you are taking a page from the Democrats and wanting to defund the police, I don't think that's the right approach. I think the right yes, approach man, is, and I think, Johnny, we've talked about this before, where you said every one of the FBI are, are horrible people, uh, bad people. And then you said, well, what I mean is there are some good ones, but it just seems like there's so many bad ones. And I said, well, let's pick the good ones and replace the bad ones. Get rid of the bad ones, take away their salary, take away their pension, get out of here, go do something else, go be a plumber, whatever you want to be, but you're not going to be an FBI agent anymore and fill them with good people. And until we can just keep replacing and just keep replacing. I, I don't think the answer is to defund the FBI because criminals know those types of things and they start to go on a rampage. And then we're just going to have problems for us as Americans. Uh, see, I'm going to I'm going to recant my statement and say, uh, no, fire him out. At this point, if you work for the FBI, and you haven't come out and spoken about this or you haven't at least looked for another job. I mean, shame on you, because frankly, I don't care, because even if you are doing good work, this administration, the leadership at FBI doesn't allow good work to be done. And like I said, they have a historical track record of being against Americans. That is the major problem here. You work for, an, it's like for me right now, if you go to work for Target, shame on you. Shame on you. Go stand in your corner then. I have a serious problem with the FBI and they should be defunded. And don't put me in the Elon Omar category because they want to defund the police all the way down the line. And I'm not even interested in that. I'm totally the opposite. I'm all about police shoot first, ask questions later. So I was waiting for you to go up on that. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't put me in unicorn in that bucket because you know damn well we love our cops and we want them to bust people. And when I you bust them, we want to boot in the head. I just want you guys to understand when you call for defunding the FBI, it's the same as defunding the police. And that's not the answer. No, states have extradition laws. They have the right to go after criminals. They can work with other states, just like what the 10th Amendment allows. They have, they have the right to form their own militias. They have the right to so many things that they do not exercise. A Federal Bureau of Investigation is not necessary. It truly isn't if the states can work together. Now, if California decides to harbor heinous criminals and not turn them over to states like, say, an Idaho or a Nevada or an Arizona, you know, then they've got a problem in their bordering states. Well, now you start trade. Now you start working on the trading and you start working on the borders and you start putting the squeeze on California to give over those bad people because states shouldn't be doing that. And, and is that why we have to have an FBI? Because we have rogue states like California that want to hide child molesters or rapists or murderers? If yes. that's the case, then Minnesota. that's where the media comes in. And the media should blow it up. And they should make a big scene out of it and let the states start cutting off trade and commerce and start literally hurting them. Those are that's, the things that you do. That's really a big six-letter word for a journalist. Should. They're not doing what they should. They're doing what yeah. they want to do. True, true. Oh, bought and paid off by the Democrat Party. Amen. I mean, oh, amen. you've pointed this out before. Journalism is not what it used to be. Like you said, it's who, what, where, why, when, you know, all of that. And and they're not doing any of that. They're being told the the who, the what, the why, the where, and the and all they do is find out when it happened, and then they report on it. So, yeah, it's not what it uh, what it used to be. I see these yeah. topics. 
we get going, we get fired up, don't we? And just like, just like that, the time flies by. So that is our cue to say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public, where you can subscribe, share, and give a five-star rating. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. I got a call full of girls and it's going real sweet. The next stop is the East Side Motel. We used to chase that tad and lose the freight. Couple of kids in a Chevrolet. It's a little there when we cross the tracks. Slipping off something from a paper sack. You hang your shirt on that maple lamp. Slipping through the moon to the river bank. Wasn't very long, I was jumping in, jumping in. I guess I'm still doing now what I was doing then. Chasing you like a shot of whiskey. Burning, going down, burning, going down. Chasing you like those goodbye taillights. Headed west to anywhere out of this nowhere town, town, town.